0: There are so many different things happening across the world and lots of opinions around it, it's
1: hard to understand what's going on. Well, we're here to help you digest the biggest news stories and find out what they mean to us as individuals and the conversations they're creating. Join me, Liz, and me, Abby, each week to work out what's going on. and welcome back to our second episode of what's going on in this episode we're going to talk about every british person's favorite thing to talk about the weather now we are going to be doing an episode on extreme weather but we thought we'd do our very own special storm edition because we are currently experiencing storm babette now i'm in london and liz whereabouts in the country are you
0: i'm in sheffield which is in south yorkshire in the north of england
1: we're experiencing very different weather
0: (laughs) yes we are just slightly um we are i'm looking at the weather warnings right now and currently sheffield has 24 flood warnings and 10 flood alerts flood warnings are the red alerts you get and flood alerts are the amber ones so
1: yeah we're a bit damp in sheffield and so what, what's the atmosphere and the mood like in Sheffield? Have you checked your local Facebook pages? everyone sort of freaking oh, out?
0: I have checked my local Facebook page. There's been
1: lots of
0: videos of the river. Um, So I live on a hill, thankfully. So it just runs down our street. It's not an issue. But if you know Sheffield, you know it's built on hills. Everywhere's hills in Sheffield. So there's always a valley at the bottom. Um, Where my house is, I'm in between two like public parks. So we have Charlton Brook, which is a brook. Uh, that one was looking at going over this morning. That's one of the weather alerts for the city. People have been informed to evacuate their homes, take any precautions, um, like if they have any flood precautions, you know, sandbags, whatever, or get out, turn electrical equipment off, gas, everything. Um, and then at the bottom of my hill, in the centre of Chapel Town where I live, The park, the main river through the park, is on the brink. As of now, I've not heard that it's gone over, but it could change. When I last checked, it was very, very high. Um, I've not ventured anywhere near because it's quite dangerous and I would not recommend to anyone in flooding or you know, dangerous weather to venture outdoors if you can avoid it.
1: No, definitely not. We should probably preface this episode with a safety warning. Do not go out and explore um, because this is a very, very powerful storm. that is affecting a lot of people. As you, as your area, you say sort of, you're in Yorkshire Dales really, aren't you? So it must be sort of fairly used to flooding and things like that. Do you think that communities in your area and the north of England probably more generally are used to this and have put infrastructure in place to stop this happening and affecting people
0: um i mean sheffield as a whole has a little bit of history around flooding so we had the great sheffield floods which were in 1864 um if you go in sheffield train station there's actually a sign of how high the water got up within the station and it is above the platform Um, so yeah that was like the flood and then the one I remember, which was quite a big one, was in 2007, we had a major flood, which is, again, in my village because the center of my village is in a dip. Um, So the bank that I was telling you about near the park, that burst flooded the center of Chapel Town. And I think my dad, he managed to walk to my grandparents' house and then they had to wade through water and getting home. Like, wow. yeah, I vividly remember that, but they do take precautions. Meadowall Shopping Centre is a notorious, like, a victim of floods every time. Mm-hmm. So everyone's kind of on edge today about it, I think. Um, they were putting up flood, de- extra flood defences today. Um, the council were going around. They blocked off the main bridge to get to the shopping centre because it's over the River Don. But a few years back, to protect us from flooding and the damages, they added like, a huge chunk on top of the wall um but I just showed you a picture before this it's Maybe. not
1: too far off, is it I no wish. it's really not I mean what really struck me the most was the fact that you've got a bridge and I mean I'm lo- looking at a photo but probably no more than I'd say I, th- I was gonna say half meter but even that feels like a little bit too generous yeah very very close to that bridge and I appreciate is there a road over the top of that bridge or is it a sort of pathway
0: um, no that's a footpath that one oh, so okay. that one's a footpath so when anything
1: happens
0: they they can lock that bridge it gets shut mm. off so in
1: london i've actually had really nice weather all day which feels a little bit strange as i've been looking at all the news that's, that's not there Abbey. <laughs> sorry sorry to brag to everyone um But I think it was yesterday, or it was the day before. We had really bad rain just as I was walking out of work. So if that makes you feel any better, I got absolutely drenched and then had to go and sit on a bus for half an hour. So (laughs) swings and roundabouts. (laughs) But apparently, um, according to the uh, the standard, we had floor. Oh my goodness! Four flood warnings in place um, Thursday night uh, because of the storm and they forced the closure of Kew Gardens and Victoria Underground Station, but that's all fixed and they're all back to normal today. Um, so, but obviously we've got the Thames, so that's quite a big sort of, that's a river, obviously. Yeah, that's a risky but, flood, that. Yeah, definitely. So I might have to venture into the centre of London at the weekends and see these. I mean,
0: I was in Salford yesterday mm-hmm. and we were expecting the worst, I repaired, got all my waterproofs, got the the wellies on for work and nothing happened. It was a glorious day. Um, but there is like, we have plans in place because we've been working at a university. Mm-hmm. We've got to look after the students. So there mm-hmm. is constant eyes on whether Salford, Manchester area will flood,
1: but yeah. But- Uh, definitely and I mean we both went to Salford for for uni and you've got the is it what is the river is it the river Irwell Hmm. that's it yeah Yeah. right by Peel Park campus so that's quite a worry and lots of water around as well and then where we were based media city you've got the keys Mm -hmm. right there but I was speaking to someone who still studies at Salford and he was saying it's been quite nice there today. There's not been a massive worry, which is, you know, a bit of a weird thing considering other parts of Manchester have big flood warnings in place as well. We'll hear um, from Adam a little bit later on in the episode um, about sort of what he's experiencing in very I think
0: it kind of like shows you how this weather's moving as well. So I tend to kind of, Normally, in my head, we usually get them from the Irish Sea, like yeah. the rain and everything, it comes over that way. Um, so I always think if it's raining when I'm at work in Manchester, it's going to be raining when I get home in Sheffield because it's moved across the Pennines.
1: Yes,
0: if it's raining in Sheffield in the morning, it's not going to be raining in Manchester. But this one seems to have like swervished Manchester a little bit. There is, and Salford has had rain today, there has been a few bouts of rain but not on the level we have here so it shows you how it's curving down the country from scotland and like almost missing that there's definitely a tunnel that it's taking and hitting
1: definitely um the east coast of the country seems to be getting hit a lot harder and i think we should probably move on to where where's being hit hardest the most and that's scotland the um, east coast of Scotland is being absolutely battered by the storm. We've seen rare weather, red weather warnings in place in Scotland for flooding. And one place that seemed to be in the eye of the storm is a town called Brecon. And it got so bad that um, yesterday about 400 homes were asked to evacuate in this one sort of area, in the Angus area it's called. Um, in some areas of that county, they're only reachable by boats now and seeing all sort of the video, the reports of seeing correspondence actually at, that, at the town, the destruction this storm has caused is just, it's heartbreaking to be honest, I think that's really got to me is how we were talking about it in the last episode towards the end, how, um, about the Libya flooding, you know, how much destruction is caused by natural, the natural world and how completely helpless people are off because of it. And seeing, obviously it's not on the same scale as the Libya flooding, but seeing people's homes completely destroyed, you know, um, there was one interview with a resident of Brecon and he was carrying all his bits and bobs in Tesco shopping bags. And he had this rabbit in his carrier bag as well because he thought, I'm not going to leave my pet at home, am I? And, you know, just seeing people going through that. And unfortunately, it's probably a place that floods quite a lot and they're seeing um, these things happening and they'll repair their homes. Like he was saying, Liz, you know, with medical... They'll repair things and then a couple of years time it might be the same situation again and unfortunately there's nothing more you can really do about it other than strengthening those flood defences.
0: I think what is a, a massive heartbreaking thing within this case is the position that the UK is in at the minute we're obviously going through a cost of living crisis which is having a m- massive impact on hundreds thousands of people across the UK and you know, quite a few of those people that are struggling, that are seeing the impact of the rising cost of food, gas bills, all this stuff, could have lost their homes now. They could have lost absolutely everything they ever had. And they're in probably one of like the worst economic states we are in at the minute. We're in a massive loss for everything, everything costs way too much. And we've seen it go up and up and every day. So how are these families going to recover from that? How are they going to get those building repairs that they need? Will they have to move house? Not only that, it's the personal touches that are within your house, your memories, your special little trinkets and bits that people have in their homes, photos. That's the heartbreaking factor for me. That's the bit that really, really, you know, if that were me, I'd be devastated and absolutely be
1: devastated absolutely yeah like you say you've summed it up perfectly well you know this is people are losing not just their homes but all the memories that they've made there you know they might have brought their kids up there grandkids and things like that and all of those have just sort of been wiped out by this torrent of water and wind and like you're saying there's unfortunately there's nothing you can really do you know You're using sandbags, but sandbags can only do so much. They can't stop it. And flood defences are being sort of destroyed by the water. You know, the the force that the water is coming at over more coastal areas as well. Oh, Yeah, absolutely heartbreaking. And, yeah, I think that really does sort of bring it home, especially now you're saying the cost of living crisis. Everything's costing more. Um, There's a shortage of tradespeople, so even if they can afford to fix a home, there's no one to do it. You know, it's a really, really difficult time, and it's not a good time to be going through this. And I did see a report that some people might not even be able to move back in before Christmas because of the damage that this has done, and that's really heartbreaking. I mean, we're recording this on the 20th of October, so Christmas is two months away. And people might not be able to spend Christmas in their homes because of something that's happened.
0: It is. It's, it's just, it's tragic, really. I mean, within my community, a lot of the stuff that's been going around on our forum is, does anyone know a roofer? I've got my, my my roof's leaking. My So that's more of the impact I think we're seeing around me. Roofers, people to clear gutters because they're impacting the house. Obviously, you've got the damp that causes by extreme bouts of rain. Um, I live in an area where there's a lot of terraced houses that are impacted by damp. Yeah, it's it is it's such a horrid situation. I think, and because it's on like we're recording this, like you said, in the middle of this storm, we're right in the middle, right smack bang as it's happening. So I went outside earlier on. I ventured outside into Costa del Sheffield. You know, recorded a little bit of the atmosphere and what was just this year sound of rain basically, and the intensity of it. I will apologise that the audio quality might not be the best, (laughs) but there's so much audio equipment can do when it's wet. So, um, yeah, should we put that on, Abby? Yep, let's have a listen. Oh, hello. So, you can probably tell by the noise, excuse the terrible audio, Um, but I ventured outside into fairly horrific weather currently in my city we have the last time I checked 24 flood warnings and a lot of them are on my side of the city. Um, there is two rivers near me that are currently um, on the verge of on the verge of like flooding over. Um, so pe- some people have been advised to evacuate their homes I want you to respect the commitment, Abby. I've come out into this horrible rainy weather to really show you what's going on up here in the north. It's, yeah, it's, it's not great. Luckily, I live on a hill, so we're not too badly affected. But, yeah, there is definitely a lot of panic and worry about the weather to come and how long it'll go on. My dog was not impressed as he hates the rain. But I'll just hop back to you and me in the studio. So you've heard what's been going on where me and Abby are living, but we thought it'd be good to be able to see what's going on in other areas of the country. So first off, we have Adam Clark, who is one of our fellow Salforders. And yeah, let's see how Adam's getting on in Berry.
2: Well, here in Greater Manchester, Storm Babette hasn't had much of an impact in comparison to the rest of the country. We have seen heavy rain and heavy winds over the last 24 hours, but looking through Saturday, it is expected to be a fairly dry day across the region. Looking a bit further afield at the effects of Storm Babette in Merseyside. Trains were canceled on Friday due to flooding on certain sections of the Mersey Rail network. Uh, over in Yorkshire, Leeds Bradford Airport was closed uh, for a number of hours and still is closed um, on Saturday morning due to a plane skidding off the run rate. That is expected to reopen uh, later on Saturday afternoon. Also in Yorkshire, Rotherham against which was called off uh, last night due to um, concerns over safety of spectators attending that game. In Sheffield, there was also... Uh, widespread flooding. Um, broadcasters last night were uh, doing interviews with people through shop windows due to them being trapped in their uh, properties. Emergency services in South Yorkshire have declared a major incident there. Um, a lot of other sporting fixtures are expected to be affected today. So uh, check before you travel um, to any of those. Suffolk, South Yorkshire and Derbyshire are the three regions that have declared major incident. Over 100 homes in Derbyshire uh, were also evacuated um, yesterday um, and uh, power cuts again across um, those areas as well. The Energy Network Association say that 80% of homes have been reconnected, around 55,000 homes um, have been without power. Uh, just over 45,000 of those have been restored, um, but still a number of weather warnings Across the uh, country, Scotland still heavily affected. A red weather warning in place. There, are obviously, two deaths in the Angus council area of um, Scotland over the last um, few days as well, and one um, death in Shropshire as well. So, weather warning: yellow, amber, and red in place uh, across. The country so I think the advice is to uh, check before you travel because uh, travel could be um, affected and also to uh, to stay safe and don't make unnecessary journeys. So
1: that was Adam giving us a bit of a rundown as to what he's experiencing in Bury in Greater Manchester and what we can possibly expect over the weekend in the aftermath of this storm heading into next week up and down the country and uh, the impacts it's had across Britain. Liz and I spoke to Bateman Salt. She's a student at the University of St Andrews, and as Liz and I have been saying, Scotland has been worst hit with this storm, Babette, um, especially the east coast of Scotland. So we had a bit of a chat to her to see what she's experiencing up there and how it's been for her.
3: For the last week, it's been kind of insane. I don't know if you can hear the wind right now. I mean, you can kind of see the sea um, when you walk out of my front door and the waves have been absolutely wild. The rain's insane. The The wind's just like knocking down trees, knocking people over. Um, so it's been a bit a
0: bit wild. <laughs> are you worried about the like how it might impact you and are you taking any precautions?
3: It's been okay here. Um, I'm staying inside most of the time, mostly just because it's raining so hard, but um, like my my girlfriend's family all live in Dundee and their neighborhood's been put under like an evacuation notice. There's like a shelter where people can go. So quite worried about kind of friends and extended family, but we've been all right here so far.
1: And have
3: many people been injured
1: sort of in St. Andrews or is it sort of people are just staying inside?
3: I think people are really just kind of staying inside. Um, The university sent out kind of a big broadcast email um, just a few days ago saying that anyone who lives in the surrounding area should go home and stay home and not try to commute back and forth and that we should all kind of take precautions, stay inside and make sure we're not, you know, putting ourselves in unnecessary kind of danger, I guess.
1: And then how does this weather, obviously you're from America, how does this actually compare to over there? Because they get like tornadoes and hurricanes.
3: I mean, to be fair, this is probably like, I would still consider this quite bad. I've had like snowstorms where I'm from and, you know, big rainstorms and stuff. And I've seen a tornado once, but I mean, in terms of just how long this has gone on and really just the intensity of the rain, it's something I'm completely not used to. I walked from my house to the shop and back yesterday and I was soaked through to the bone like my coat's hanging up it's still not dry Um, it's just kind of insane just like the amount of water which sounds so silly when I say it but like I've never just seen this much rainfall in this short of a period of time.
0: How do you feel about you know the news coverage and the things you're seeing online how's that making you feel because obviously People have died because of the storm now, but also people are getting injured, losing their homes. How does that make you feel?
3: I mean, it's kind of crazy. I feel like obviously quite fortunate that it hasn't hit my specific area quite as much. But I'm glad that there's been good coverage so that people know where safe to go and where they should avoid. And I think it's also probably a good thing that people have an understanding of how dangerous it is so that when their areas start to be affected, they can prepare for it and also like I said, with my girlfriend's family, they've been offered kind of a place in a shelter if they want to go. Probably quite a good thing that they understand how bad it can get so that, you know, when that offer comes up, people are inclined to take it. But I mean, it's been quite terrible. And it's hard because especially it's hitting a lot of the areas that don't necessarily have as much kind of support and infrastructure so much. I know near us, like the Perth and Perthshire area is quite bad with flooding with just like normal storms. Um, and I mean I was looking at videos this morning and it's up to the tops of cars and people can't get anywhere um, and it's kind of hard to get there and back anyway so it's quite quite worrying for those areas.
1: Is it expected to get much worse sort of where you are or is it this sort of it for you guys?
3: The hope was that it was supposed to break tonight um, and then get better tomorrow morning but it looks like now it's supposed to continue through tomorrow but I think the general consensus is that we're through the worst of it. Um, So it should start to get better from here, but it's still quite bad at the minute.
1: That was
0: Bateman, who um, was a brilliant interview, wasn't it, having an insight into what's going on in Scotland?
1: Absolutely. I didn't realise just how extreme things were up there. Obviously, you see news, but hearing it from somebody who was actually going through it and just sort of experiencing it, Um, It's very different to what I'm sort of going through down here with a lack of storm. So sort of seeing how it's progressing and getting worse at the country was just fascinating and just seeing how much things are changing. She was saying sort of between where she's living and where her girlfriend's family are in Dundee, you know, very short distance, but extremely different sort of circumstances and just how they're all being hit very differently.
0: And um, we do send our best wishes to Bateman and all the friends and family up in Scotland um, to stay safe.
1: Yes, definitely, yes. And as we said at the beginning of the episode, please do not go outside unless it is completely essential, especially if you are in these areas where there is flood warnings. Um. Well, yeah, we really, really hope everyone stays safe um, and warm and well um, this weekend. And hopefully... We are now through the worst of the storm. Um, But if there are any other updates, you can have a look on our Twitter, which is um, what's going on underscore nine, because I couldn't find what's going on underscore one. It was already taken. (laughs) And uh, Liz, what is our Instagram that people can follow?
0: Our Instagram is what's underscore going on podcast. You can see that we've had to get really creative with these social media names. But you can find us on there for any updates, extra content, um, possibly some behind the scenes and clips from the episodes. Um, yeah, I think that's it for this episode. We do promise that we we are fully aware that the last episode was flooding, <laughs> um, and this episode's flooding. We are not a channel dedicated to flooding, <laughs> and we will be expanding our horizons. It's just been what's in the news, so that's yeah, why we've covered
1: it. Absolutely. Yes. And I mean the podcast is called What's Going On and this is what is going on. That's what's so, going on. It's the way the cookies crumbled. Yeah, but definitely we yeah, but as Liz said, this is not a platform completely dedicated to flooding. We should have um another few episodes coming to you very shortly. So please keep an ear out and an eye out for those and we hope you'll join us soon. <laughs>